Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for the Natural State Football Report with Clint Conk. Taking a closer look at football across the great state of Arkansas with the winningest coach in UCA history. The Natural State Football Report is brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. For the past decade, they've been providing crop dusting services to the farmers of Southeast Arkansas, and they can help you too. Call 870-26300. And brought to you by Kitchens Truck Sales. For all types of used trucks and trailers for almost all industries, especially farming and farming related. KitchensTruckSales.com. Now, let's toss around the pigskin in the zone with Justin, Wes, and the coach. Hi, coach. Bring him in. Good morning. We're on the road. Yeah, sorry we're missing you this week, but uh, you're going to join us next week here at the Touchdown Club, I understand? Yes, I'll be down there next week, uh, Ed Orgeron. You and Ed. Ed Orgeron's my good longtime friend. Come by and see uh, see Ed and see if we can't get into some of his $17 for dinner or something. (laughs) (laughs) Be nice. How close are y'all, coach? We've been knowing each other probably 35, 40 years. Uh, You know, it's interesting. I kind of followed Ed. He started his career as a graduate assistant at Miami, and I believe he was at Louisiana Tech, and I came in behind him, and I think at McNeese came in behind him. He coached at my alma mater, Nichols. when he was at USC, he recruited South Louisiana. I was an assistant during that time, so we ran each other quite a bit. I've uh, been going, been knowing Ed for a long time, and uh, obviously competed against his, uh, uh, coached against his kids when they were at McNeese. So, uh, uh, just a long time standing, and I look forward to seeing him. And hopefully, uh, I know John Gruden's there today, but I think Ed'll do a, a great job next week. He's pretty entertaining. Yeah, we've had him on before when he was at the Touchdown Club a few years ago. He was great. So I don't anticipate anything different plus let's be honest coach he's got nothing to lose at this point so he can say whatever the hell he wants <laughs> yeah yeah he's living um, a good life right now oh he's sleeping on piles of hundreds he's doing good um all right let's talk about uh here it is game week finally upon us and you know we'll start with arkansas course and razorbacks have a, a very good cincinnati team a lot of replacements there we were i was reading about the quarterback battle a little bit this morning and they haven't really announced what they're going to do with that we may see both guys and i know coach Pittman's certainly trying to prepare for that as a coach, you've been through that before, especially with an opening opponent where you haven't seen him on the field yet. Not really sure what they're going to do at quarterback. How much, you know, how much more difficult does that make as far as preparation goes to prepare for a team like that? Well, it is when you start talking about uh, trying to put a game plan in. There's no question about it. But I, you know, I think also too, you know, your focus is on your football team right now. You know, making sure that you're. Uh, personnel's right, all your substitution patterns, uh, you know, you're probably going to go in not with the entire playbook, even though I'm sure everything has been installed. Um, but your focus right now is as much on, on your football team as it is your opponent, in this case Cincinnati. Hey, look, I know this. Uh, Luke Finkel is a heck of a football coach. He's been successful every place he's been, obviously ultra successful at Cincinnati being a playoff team last year. They do lose quite a bit. Uh, matter of fact, a uh, name that you'll – resonate with you uh, uh justin uh, perry aliano was the corners coach at cincinnati yeah. last year he is now the corners coach at the ohio state so uh they lost a lot of uh, i think their offensive coordinator is at lsu now so a lot of personnel on the field and personnel off the field with all that being said if arkansas uh, plays a clean game you know obviously limit turnovers special teams breakdowns uh, penalties 
Uh, if Jefferson could get on the same page with his new, you know, revamped receiver core, uh, the D-line and the corners, you know, can hold up and be assertive and get that experience under their belt. I, I mean, I think the Hawks can win by a couple of touchdowns there at home. We've got the SEC network there, a lot of anticipation. So, I, I, you know, I think they, they can win by 10, 13, 14 points. Oh, that's good. I'm going to uh, make it the lock of the week, and then if it doesn't work oh, out, y'all can blame no, Coach Conk. It ain't no. my fault. It ain't my fault. Oh, God. What? Here goes the season. Nobody <laughs> – I have zero impact on the world around me, Wes. Zero impact. I don't know. It's just a bad coincidence then. Yeah, well, but, you know what? When I was picking 80% right a couple years ago, nobody had complained. I know. I'm due for that a good a season. a couple years ago. I'm not – I'm sorry, Scott Frost, an idiot. What do you want from me? I missed yeah, one I game. Say, at least, you know, you know, you didn't want to fly back from uh, – from Ireland across the Atlantic after losing that game. Yeah. yeah. Coach, have you ever made a decision dumb, like as dumb as Scott Frost did to call the onside kick in that situation where you're in total control of a football game? Absolutely. and uh, <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, it just about came back to haunt me uh, a couple of times. Fortunately, the football players on the field bailed out a, a bad coaching decision. But, uh, you know, I didn't watch the game. I was traveling, actually, uh, back from Houston. And uh, – it was interesting when when I heard he did the onside kick. I looked at my wife. I said he may be fired before he crosses the Atlantic. Oh, buddy, I'm telling you, I thought they might have dropped him off in a potato field somewhere. There would have been a big surprise to me. Not to mention these lucky the damn uh, uh, Nebraska fans didn't storm the field and beat him to death. You know they were handing out free beer there, coach, for two hours. Hey, it's great to be a favorite son. I guess you know I don't it, know. Yeah. Um, I guess so. Yeah. Well, Pat Fitzgerald truly still is a favorite son. <laughs> I don't know true. about. I don't know about but getting back frosting. to the Hogs, I mean, if they play clean, um, you know, don't have the first game miscues and mistakes, I, I really think they can win by two scores here. I really do. Coach, yesterday I uh, went down the depth chart, and the thing that stuck out to me was offensive. It was like senior, senior, junior, junior, senior, junior, senior, junior, junior, junior. There's a lot of upperclassmen. And mm-hmm. then on defense, same thing: senior, junior, junior, senior, senior. We get senior. it, Wes. A lot of experience, a lot of older guys. Go through every position again. All right, let me pull it up, please. Coach, what's that mean? Well, it means that they've got kids that uh, have a culture of winning because they've been doing it for a long time. They did it at an extremely high level. But, hey, at the end of the day, you're on the road. You're in the SEC venue. Uh, You've lost quite a bit of uh, key personnel on and off the field. You're going to be breaking in a new quarterback. I would assume Reynolds Razorback Stadium will be full. Uh, you know, that's worth a score right there. And, uh, I mean, I just think Arkansas's roster is better, even though that those kids from Cincinnati are going to come in and think they can win. And, and certainly they can. I mean, that, that, I'm not suggesting that they can't win. Uh, as we talked about last week, every team on their, uh, every team on Arkansas' schedule played in the postseason last year. So, um, But I think if they can get off to a good start, Jefferson can take over the game, show the growth of improvement that we all think he's making and what we hear he's making. And I think uh, I think it'll be a good day up on the hill for the Razorbacks. Coach, I, I was just saw a tweet and it made me think back back to the uh, decision to kick the onside kick. Right. Uh, Scott Frost said after the game that, that they had kicked off previously and they they got the look they wanted. That I guess that first line was bailing out and they thought they had them. You know that right. they 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 tested it once, saw what they wanted to see, then they called for it. How about Northwestern though? Is that something maybe the coaches saw on that kickoff and then they? They, they got the guys to say, hey, 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 you can't be bailing out of it. you got to stick around. Absolutely. Is that something that happens during the game? Absolutely. If you remember last week we were talking about the checklist of all the different uh, things you go through, and it's like a 45-point checklist. Somebody's watching the front line, the back line, the tight ends, 
line of scrimmage, front side, back side. So there is somebody watching that. And it wouldn't surprise me if somebody called down from the box and said, hey, coach, whoever's in charge of that of the front line, those guys left before the ball was kicked. Let's make sure we hold our water and stay in there until the ball's kicked. And, um, you know, and look, that was a feast or famine play because Nebraska had all the momentum. And I'm not saying they should not have tried that. I just don't know that I would have tried it at that spot. Maybe, you know, if you get another field goal or a touchdown, you still have a significant margin you leave yourself a little bit of room for error. It completely changed the entire momentum of the game. And, uh, you know, just uh, just didn't work out. And it, had it worked out and Nebraska would have got the ball and gone down and scored, he'd have looked like a hero. So that's one of those feast or famine plays, no question. Coach uh, Jones, Butch Jones at Arkansas State, spoke with the media yesterday. One of the things that uh, uh, stuck out to me that he said, he's like, you know, the first game is a game of unknowns. He's like, you know, we got all these new players, and we think they're good, but we don't know. Until you get them out there under the lights, we don't know how they're going to react. How much is this first game just making adjustments on the fly? Yeah, and and in particular here with Grambling, different from Cincinnati, at least there's some carryover with the coaching staff. It's a completely different coaching staff. Hugh Jackson, um, formerly of the Raiders as a head football coach, and the Cleveland Browns. Uh, has come to Gramlin, Louisiana. John Simon, one of my former players at Louisiana Tech, is the offensive coordinator there. Completely new staff, completely new schemes. You're really chasing some ghosts. Again, focus more on who you are, what you want to do. I mean, there's only so many things offensively and defensively folks can do. They can either play a three-man front or a four-man front. They're either going to play conventional offense or spread offense. So... I do think that you have to prepare for some different things that you might see, chase a few ghosts there in practice. But at the end of the day, again, you should have better personnel. Focus on yourself. Try to play uh, uh, execution-oriented football. Play clean, penalty-free. Uh, get off to the you know a 1-0 start up in Jonesboro, which is desperately needed because they go to the Ohio State next week yeah. for about $2 million. And, yeah. Uh, well, they, they, need, they need this one in Jonesboro pretty bad. Yeah, and then you get Memphis the next week, which is going to be no cakewalk either. So, yeah, it's tough, tough schedule out of the gate there after the opener, which hopefully will be uh, not a huge challenge for them. That would be a, a bad sign of things to come. If well, it's you want to see the growth in James Blackman as well. And yeah. if you see that, a running game, and you can, again, focus on yourself, clean up uh, some of the, the issues you had in camp, you'd like to think that they, uh, that they start the year 1-0 as well. Okay, let's move on to Central Arkansas. I had the first Nathan Brown show last night. More importantly, it was at walk-on, so we got to eat some good food last night, Coach. But uh, i got to be honest, Coach is really confident going into the season. Obviously loves his quarterback. We've talked about it. He's got a lot of his offensive line back. Excited about some of the newbies they brought in on defense. And, you know, you got really good, solid special teams guys. But, you know, Missouri State counters with an experienced quarterback, a preseason All-American. They've got a great kicker, great punter. They've got a really good receiving core and a, a couple of defensive backs that are getting All-American love in the preseason as well. So, to me, on paper, I mean, the, the rankings don't show, but I think it's a really good matchup, especially with the Bears being at home, right, the huge, good Bears. Yeah, huge night in Conway. Thursday night, I'm sure they're going to have a purple out. Um, there'll be a full house, or there should be. Uh, big opportunity here. Uh, the fighting Bobby Petrino's come to town with a very good football team, top five, top four maybe in FCS. Uh, they won the – Missouri Valley in 2020 during the pandemic. They didn't have to play North Dakota State that year. Uh, and, of course, went to the playoffs again last year. So a very experienced team, uh, very well coached. Um, they returned, as you mentioned, quite a few players. 
Um, big challenge, big challenge, but a huge opportunity uh, for the Bears this week. Uh, you know, the thing you love about Coach Brown, coaching him as a player, just his optimism, his uh, his competitiveness, same thing uh, when I had him for five years as a coach, uh, as an assistant, now you see that as a head coach. You know, his kids will be ready. I think they're healthy. Uh, they did some things in camp to try to protect their, their players like most coaches are doing these days. Uh, I think it's a heck of a matchup in Conway, Arkansas, and if you live in central Arkansas and you want to see great FCS football, and, of course, Missouri State will be a future opponent of the Razorbacks in a few weeks. So, uh, big night in Conway. Uh, this is a 50-50 game. Could go a long way in determining, uh, you know, the early part of the season. Next week, you know, they got to go to Ole Miss. So, this would be a good get for the Bears uh, of Conway and central Arkansas. No question about that. All right. Um, let's see. we got our first – Week of uh, oh we had to talk about the Golden Lions. We haven't talked about about UAPB. Yet. We had we had coach on a couple weeks ago, and um, you know I think they're you know obviously they're looking to rebound from what was a disappointing season last year, coach. But uh, how much have you had a chance to scout the Lions? Yeah, a little bit. Read, read a lot about them, some of their uh, practice reports and uh, scrimmages and so forth. I mean, I think they've got some experience. You know, during the two year uh, well, last year they played I don't know what twenty something football games because they played in the spring. And the fall, and I just think they were a yeah. tired football team. Uh, of course, they won the uh, the SWAC uh, West uh, in that spring league. Uh, I think you know they got an experienced quarterback. They're at home. They've got a Division two opponent. It's an opportunity for them to flex their muscles uh, and get off to a you know a good start this season. <laughs> they open with Lane, then they get North American. Yeah, then they two, go to Oklahoma State. Okay, <laughs> yeah, two and zero looks good pro- before you go to Stillwater. Yeah, I'd say so too, Coach, and a little different animal over there, without a doubt. Uh, high school football, first uh, week of games in the books, and our team of the week has to be Catholic High School, and I know you were had to be excited with your son having played there back in the day, Zach, uh, playing quarterback there, but what a huge win for Coach Fogelman and, and Catholic. Huge. And I don't know if this says more about them or more about North Little Rock. We're going to find out in the weeks to come, but it, you know, regardless, that's as good a win as Catholic's had in the last I don't know how many years. Maybe since Zach was playing. Yeah, at least at least game. at least ten years. Um, huge win. Um, you know, dropping down a classification. You didn't expect that, uh, but uh, you know, it's got to be a lot of positive uh, mojo and vibes going on over there at Little Rock Catholic uh, this week. Uh, huge win. I, I tell you, um, the other game that caught my eye was uh, Stuttgart beating Warren last week. You know, Warren's mm. moving up in classification. And my game of the week this week is uh, Warren hosting Star City. When was the last time Bo Emery down at Warren potentially started 0-2? Because Star City has a heck of a football team as well in 4A. So uh, a couple of big wins last week by by Stuttgart and Little Rock Catholic. And this week, like I said, um, you know, you've got uh, Star City going to Warren. That's a huge 4A game. has some state implications. Uh, uh, So... Uh, a full schedule of uh, high school football this week, and uh, excited to see uh, how Catholic can handle success now. You know what I'm saying? That's always a big big part of building a culture. North Little Rock goes up to Fayetteville this week. It's a chance for them to uh, bounce back and uh, get that thing going. But uh, I think the game of the week, or one of them at least, is uh, Cabot hosting Bentonville. Yep, Bentonville Cabot, West. That I'm was- sorry, Conway. Conway is number two in the state. Yep. Bentonville is number three. And, yes, Cabot is going up to Bentonville West, and that will be a fun game, too, two top ten teams. Yeah, uh, uh, a couple, couple big games in 7A this week there for sure. A um, lot of good high school football, no question about it. And luckily Catholic gets the week off after talking with Coach Fogelman. Good. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they can celebrate a little bit and get ready uh, for conference play. 
but that, that was huge for them. And, the, hey, look, Cabot beating uh, Fayetteville last week in the last seconds. You know, the quarterback scoring with the less than five seconds to go in the game after uh, losing in the playoffs to Fayetteville last season. That was a huge win for uh, Cabot. I know they're feeling good, but then they got another tough game this week going up to Northwest Arkansas. Well, I mean, think about it. Either North Little Rock or Fayetteville is probably going to start the season 0-2. Is that right? Wow. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so uh, maybe a changing of the guard a little bit in 7A. Coach, uh, we got to run, and I know you probably have things you got to get to as well, but uh, appreciate the segment. Look forward to having you here with us in person next week. Yeah, yeah. You know, we didn't talk about the uh, Great America Conference. They start uh, their season this year full schedule, and uh, my game of the week is Harding at East Central. Uh, East Central plays really, really good defense. They've had okay. all camp, all spring to prepare for Harding. Harding obviously is Harding, so uh, yeah. that's kind of my game of the week. Two hours and 37 minutes. There you go. Guys, I look forward to being uh, at Touchdown Club next week, and uh, I appreciate our sponsors, Farm Brothers Flying Service, and, of course, uh, Kitchens Truck Sales. Uh, appreciate Absolutely. those guys very much. Coach, I appreciate you. Yeah, sorry, Gak. I didn't mean to slight you guys. I'm a little distracted because I'm, I'm getting hyped over. about it. Don't you worry. I'm not going to let you get too far away. Buddy, I appreciate you. I'm excited for Coach uh, Gruden to come up here at about 11. We may get a quick uh, visit with John Daly here in a second, I'm told. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he and Gruden are boys, and apparently he's in town, so we may get a shot at that. So I'm going to go on record as saying he's probably wearing an American flag something today. Yeah, or an all-red suit with that big Santa beard of his. I don't uh, know. I haven't seen okay. him in a while. There you go. We'll see. Yeah. That's his other uh, go-to. That's right. There you go. Yep. Coach, thank you. I appreciate you and your sponsors. We'll talk to you next week. You guys have a great rest of your week.